This is the backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for the last day of January, Thursday, January 31st, 2019. We are coming to you from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri, and I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with ComingSoon.net. And joining me in the room today, we have Alamo Jen, David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. K-Dub. We hope you're staying warm wherever you are. If you are hearing this, hopefully you are warm enough. We are going to jump into what we do, which is hit some headlines from entertainment, pop culture, movies in particular this week. And it's funny, I guess you can tell it's Sundance because there's mm-hmm. a lot of headlines this week. Oh, Sundance yes. Where you Let's go. Talk about Pete Davidson, huh? Starring role. <laughs> go ahead. Do you I want to mean, talk that, about it? That's it. I, I really like Pete Davidson. Really? I if, yeah, I think it's because he is so open about his um, just his depression Everything. and his mental yeah. anguish. And I, I love that no matter what, he's not afraid to put it out there. So you're riding this roller coaster with him. And I just want to hug him, even though that would probably piss him right off. <laughs> yeah. He would shove me away. <laughs> but, yeah. Or not. I really appreciate that. I just think he's a little low effort. Like with his comedy, I don't think he. I, yeah, he's well, not yeah. my favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like when he tries, like those little <laughs> bits that he does on the Weekend Update. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when he really seems like he's put yeah, effort when he into it. The it's mule. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Especially paired up with John Mulaney. That was. Yeah, he is very low effort. But yeah, I I Sometimes genuinely really look at him and I think it's because he's. <laughs> trying not to I mean like that's yeah. an awful thing that's, to say but he's, have, I mean he's when you that put open that much it. effort into just yeah. getting through the and day he's yeah. just he's up and he's out and he's trying you yeah. know like yeah. it anyway way off track but no that's fine <laughs> I saw a picture of him at Sundance and he's it's his first like starring role movie right. and I'm going to absolutely watch it because I'm wildly curious as to what that's going to be like on screen yeah <laughs> see if he can make that transition yeah, yep. yeah. it's a hard one to make most sometimes. people can't yeah. <laughs> So we went through the entire month of January with really no headlines whatsoever, other than the other award than season, which maybe that's why they give February. us the, they give yeah. us the award season when they do. Um, but yeah, we've got tons of headlines this week, so let's jump into it. First up, let's take a look at the top five from the box office last weekend. Not much has changed. Glass retains the top spot, earning just under another $19 million. Finally saw it. And? I liked it a lot. Really? I really enjoyed it. I was afraid you'd be underwhelmed nope. because they sent, tend to say that the film's very there derivative, were, very low. Again, talking about low effort, talk about uh, yeah. There were a original. lot of things wrong with the movie. Right. Uh, but I could not help but find myself excusing them every time they came up because I was having such a good time. Like good. James McAvoy, uh, they add this sort of trope. The You know, there's the epilepsy warning right. with it. Uh, they add a trope to really let him flourish where he's just bouncing between All the, the characters. Yeah. And it's, it's a flawed movie. Uh, for some reason, I tend to just love M. Night Shyamalan movies. Like, The Happening. So do I. I love it. Yeah. I, really so love, I, I love it. The Happening. <laughs> okay, uh, well, good for you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those people. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to... Like crap on somebody having a great time hey, with the movies. Exactly. I appreciate it. Yeah. It reminds me of the Twilight Zone, and that's why I like it. Uh, but oh, I glasses. Zone. I do love the Twilight yeah. Zone. And Black Mirror. Uh, yeah. <laughs> modern Twilight Zone. Yeah. But glasses, it's very entertaining. Don't expect it's of the three, it's the worst one. Right. But there's a lot of fun to be had. Uh, the end is a little eh. The twist. But the twist. But the there are elements twi- to the twist that I yeah, really yeah. like. It's, yeah. it's just the execution is just a little bit off. It's not set up well enough. But having said that, I 
had a lot of fun. Uh, enjoyed it. So we'll talk about twists in a little bit because there's a film that's not in the top five that was new last week that we're going to talk about shortly as well. Number two, retaining the number two spot, making just under another $12 million of the upside. I saw it. And? Loved it. Did you? Loved it. I thought it was so, so good. And uh, How was Kevin Hart? That was going to be my question. He did a really good job. Really? Yeah, I genuinely liked his performance. Was uh, he dialed down? He was dialed down, but he didn't, like, you didn't look at him and just feel like the energy was going to burst out as soon as he got off camera. Like, he, he was able to portray this character very well. And Brian Cranston, of course, was, was Brian reminded Cranston. me a lot yeah. of uh, Brian, our assistant manager, just quietly scornful, you know, I guess I'll skip that one. <laughs> just a little, yeah, don't do it unless you hate yourself. But, no, but it was, I, I really, really liked that movie. And I feel like, um, you know, my, I, I have not been in a wheelchair. My sister uh, was for a long time. And so that's when I saw, just all of this, just the little struggles that you don't think about. And Brian Cranston's character is, you know, paralyzed from the neck down. So right. it was even worse. And, oh, man, you just, just a lot, a lot of things. Holding so, on to the number three spot. No, that's good. Get it out. We're all just, <laughs> We're just like, tell us more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like spilling a little <laughs> bit of food on your lapel, you know, yeah, for you example. Can't wipe it you off. You know, yeah. like you can't even look to see it really. Bit. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> Aquaman held on to the number three spot, making <clears throat> another seven and a quarter million dollars. Not too shabby. I think we've yeah. talked it up enough. We'll keep moving. The only new release to crap, crack the top five. <laughs> the well, top well five. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about it. Uh, the only new release to crack the top five at the box office last weekend was The Kid Who Would Be King, which landed at the number four spot, earning just over $7 million. It's interesting. I saw a take on this, which was uh, somebody saying, you know, we complain all the time about how Hollywood doesn't ever do anything new and original. And here's a film that does some new and original things. And nobody's going to see it. What a travesty. And then someone else pointed out, well, it's a King Arthur story. How new and original can it be? But apparently the take on it must be something different than we've seen. I don't know. Thoughts? I had a thing about this movie. And that was that... It's so it's a PG kids movie right. where these kids are fighting like looks like these like demon monster things in like a sword battle, and uh, all I could think was because it shows like a training scenario <clears throat> right, with right. all these children they're all like training to take these guys on. All I could think was uh, how did they suffer zero casualties During against the these giant <laughs> horse flaming monsters? Maybe it explains they were trained it in the really movie. well. Yeah, but you would think at least one of these kids would get taken out, or by, least, yeah. which makes it an R-rated movie. I think uh, if kids are getting slayed by, and also kind of an original story because you know. Obviously, in real life, everybody would be dead. Yeah, right? you would think that they would just get wiped out. So there's got to be some sort of magical force protecting them. I don't know. I saw the we're reviews gonna need were good. To, we're going to need to watch this movie. I will probably all four kinda, of us. I'm curious. Commentary. <laughs> like Do live commentary yeah. during the movie. It's gotten like a lot of positive attention, yeah. aside from the amount of money that it made. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a huge flop, but. Apparently it's yeah. It's people are bemoaning that apparently it's not a bad movie. It just didn't make any money. Yeah, There's sometimes you can make a good movie that just no Nobody one cares sees. about. Yeah, there are a few of those out there. And holding on to the number five spot, sticking around, clinging to the number five spot as though he was clinging to the side of a building. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse makes just over another six million dollars. Not bad. 
couple things uh, to talk about from last weekend's box office films that have been racking up the awards nominations and wins, like Green Book, The Favorite, Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star is Born. They all saw a bit of a bump at the box office last weekend, which is to be expected. That tends to happen during the awards season. So we're talking twists, and we talk about the movies last weekend. Has anybody seen or heard much about Serenity? Yeah. Which I heard we that all it was talked surprisingly about. good. Really? You did? Yeah. I, I heard it was the twist made it surprisingly bad. Yeah. People that almost enjoyed themselves got to the twist and were like, oh, no, no, no. I sat through this for what? Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's I've, what I've heard from the folks I know. I that have, have read seen. two things. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's not like I've extensively like, I need to know more. I no. Read those and then didn't see anything else. So I don't want to comment too much on it. But yeah. I've heard, spoiler warning. I've heard some rough stuff. Yeah. But it sucks. You know, you know, I'm sure some people enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. At least two. At yeah. least two. At least. <laughs> At the bare <laughs> minimum, <laughs> two. Hey, if you can make one person happy <laughs> that's in this right. world. Well, that's a lot of money to make one person times. happy. <laughs> <laughs> you will not make another film. <laughs> uh, SAG Awards were last weekend. They provided a couple, I guess we would call them upsets. Uh, Rami Malek won for Outstanding Male Actor, beating Christian Bale for the first time that this award season. a big, big... Surprise to me, I guess. I think it was a surprise yeah. to many people. Yeah, like because at first I was like, "Oh, are there two different actor awards?" And I was like, "Oh, there, no, it's that's that was one. it." Yeah. yeah, you have thoughts, but you're biting your tongue. I think I've said it a million times. <laughs> it's if you get the chance and you're watching Bohemian Rhapsody or you've seen it, just please go back and watch like a couple interviews with Freddie Mercury, and you'll see that Rami Malek did not do that good a job. Okay. <laughs> like he's he didn't lo- the teeth were way too straight. Because uh, well, Freddie Mercury's costume huge, department, <laughs> yeah. but they stick out, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's crazy that you can you can win awards for lip syncing. It's silly. It just is silly. So I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm missing something, but uh, it just makes zero sense to me. But it makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. totally. You love the music. You love, love again. But is I, an award worthy performance is the question. That's what. That's where there's just, question. Grading for me is like I I liked the movie. It makes zero sense that it's nominated for well, anything. Kind of that's what I'm getting to is it's maybe was given that award not necessarily through the eyes of a critic, you know, judging the movie, but maybe as the it made me feel good and I it brought good memories as opposed to Well it was Christian given by Bills. the Screen Actors Guild. So <laughs> we know, don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you're in a time, you know, not getting political or anything, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the country. So maybe it affected their judging them maybe a little bit. They it just could be to... like they're divvying up like the votes between all these other ones so much so that it's it's like Bohemian Rhapsody ends up just like clearing everything else. Maybe the others are so close to each other. It's that... splitting the votes like with um, yeah. we've yeah. talked about, I think, in the past with the, the favorite having both. Emma yeah. Stone and Rachel Weisz. I it just it makes no sense to me. I'm good for well, him. Yeah. I guess glad they won. <laughs> what I do love is the fact that nobody knows what the hell's going to happen from <laughs> yeah, one show yeah. to the next. And, yeah, and that is you because know, if there was what, anything that was close to a sure thing, it was Christian Bale right now. Yeah. He had won every yeah. award so, in every category. Heck, maybe man, that's like, it. Maybe they're like, you know what? This year, let's just shake things up. Yeah, yeah it doesn't I even matter. It. Yeah, <laughs> I love it because it, and then we've seen so many of the movies where I have this year comparatively that I'm just like. 
Yeah. Maybe they're putting I, all the names in a hat and just pulling one. And be like, <laughs> that's great. Look who won. Yeah, when you can identify a movie from the very beginning and you know that it's going to win all the awards and it's whatever, it's got subtitles or it's a big, huge three hour long drag or whatever. And you're like, God, I'm so sick of these movies winning. And this year it's like, oh my God, what's the Black Panthers up? Bohemian Rhapsody's winning? What is even life? So, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Okay. Emily Blunt won for Outstanding Female Actor in a category where Regina King wasn't even nominated. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm way happy for Emily Blunt on that one. There, like, it's so smile. cool that yeah. she got, because her performance is phenomenal. Like, it's to to give such a amazing uh, performance, emoting so much in silence, uh, the tension that she builds just with her eyes and the way she conveys information through, like, sign language. Uh, yeah, I... Quiet Place was one, like I said, was one of my favorite movies that I saw this year, and it was really bolstered by wonderful performances done almost completely silent. So that's awesome. Good for her. Both the cast and the stunt performers from Black Panther receiving awards. So, again, cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then there were some. Probably could have called it's like Glenn Close still winning another award for the wife and Mahershala Ali that. winning for really Green Book again. So yeah, that's good for her. I, I hear nothing but good things about her performance. I haven't seen it, so way. I can't say we got it at Eternity's Gate. We did. Yeah. 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 Really? Love yeah. Willem Dafoe. So we're gonna get that. There you go. But I want I want to see the wife. I want it. I hear it's just kind of like a amazing. I believe it's out on home video this week. Ooh. From what I understand, I know what I'm doing eventually. I know what <laughs> I'm doing as soon as I see it on my screen. Like, buy the movie. I don't even care. Go. Director Patty Jenkins says that if they get to make a third Wonder Woman film, it will be a contemporary film. She is tired of doing period pieces. Coming from the lady who's promoting her period piece on TNT yes. at Sundance this week. I guess she's done with that, so good for her. I hope they make a fourth one, and it's set way in the, in the future. future. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. She that actually had be. mentioned that there, there were discussions okay, about moving it into the future. Because that would just be funny, because Wonder Woman, you know, it's like yeah. she's she's timeless. Yeah. So it'd be great to see like a weird sci-fi yeah. Wonder, sci-fi Wonder, Wonder movie. Woman movie. <laughs> like something from the 80s almost, that yeah. cheesily bad. Like how they think that the future yeah. will be. Yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> be awesome. yeah, right. <laughs> also, Patty Jenkins put to rest the rumors that she'll be directing Margot Robbie in a Barbie movie. She says, no, she's not going to do a Barbie movie. She's not involved at all with that. I don't Finally, know why I anybody was, is involved with that. I was exhausted trying to puzzle that one out, so I'm so happy to have closure. You almost have yeah. to do something really weird and <laughs> Kept different. Kept late at night. <laughs> I feel like uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller could make a wonderful Barbie movie, uh, but it's got to be strange if you're going to make it. It feels like they're going and knowing very little about it. It feels like they are trying to go a legally blonde route with it, whether or not it's set in a law. But that's kind of the feel from what I understand. Speaking of derivative (laughs) Barbie-based movies, uh, in addition to the Barbie movie, Warner Brothers is now has officially announced, hold yourself down here, officially announced that the rumored Hot Wheels movie that they're going to make with Mattel is a go. Yeah. Speaking of derivative (laughs) of Fast and Furious. Yeah. They've (laughs) done it already. Yeah. What are you going to do now? So good for them. sounds like Warner Brothers is looking to make other people's movies and slap 
toy IPs on the title and call it good. I would love because Hot Wheels tracks mm-hmm. like there's an element of this that could be <laughs> if it's based on crazy architecture, yeah. like the loop de loops with the cars flying. There, there's a lot of flying awesome through the set jungle pieces. junction where it jumps through the snake's mouth. Oh and my gosh! And so there, there's a way to make it silly. <laughs> oh yeah, is it a live action or is it going to be like? A, oh no, it's live action. Okay, so for me. I will go see it because seeing all those Hot Wheel cars, I love when they do them, when the automotive places build those cars. Right. So to actually see them doing stuff would be amazing. And, of course, half of them are going to be... Around, yeah. just, just going around a track. <laughs> the lamest the track movie. ever. I hope that's not it. <laughs> Maybe have like Two a cannon track. Like Mario Kart. I know, want like a just cannonball like, run yeah. style yeah. thing where it's just a big it's race just, with all these zany characters. Oh, that'd be great. It's crazy track. Yeah, cannonball runs, yeah, whatever. Right. What was the cartoon? The wacky races. Oh kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Who do we call? We've Those got ideas. Hollywood, Hollywood, give us a call. We have ideas for you. <laughs> for days, for minutes. Also yeah. talking of Margot Robbie and Warner Brothers, they have just released their casting makeup test slash teaser for the forthcoming Birds of Prey film. Nothing really to see. It's just real quick. Yeah, no, shots like, from the makeup oh, test. That's it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <they're>, so <laughs> I guess they want you to remember that they're making a movie. What they are making over at Warner Brothers and DC, um, MTV News had a recent interview with Zazzy Beats, which was the name of my high school ska band. (laughs) Uh, She says that this is, I don't know if this is concerning or if this is a good thing, but she said that the script for the upcoming Joker movie was pretty much written on the fly. Concerning. (laughs) She says, quote, the script was great. Uh, We rewrote the whole thing while we were shooting it. Literally, we would go into director and co-writer Todd Phillips' trailer, and we would write the scene for the night, and then we would do it. Uh, During hair and makeup, we'd memorize the lines and then just go do them, then we'd reshoot it three three weeks later. Excited to see it now. (laughs) We had to do everything then because Joaquin Phoenix had lost so much weight, we couldn't do reshoots later on, so we were figuring it out as we went. That is... uh, (laughs) Does that give you a good warm and fuzzy... That's how I do my job. You know, <laughs> well, like, yeah, but we're fly, not doing it in front of yeah, with so the, the, the kind of money I'm behind it. I'm anxious to see what doing my job in front of the camera would look like. Yeah, just like making it up as you go along. And then doing reshoots yeah. three weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited in a different way now. Like Originally, <laughs> like, I was excited because I was like, this could be cool and different. And what she said has makes me think that there's no way it's going to be a good movie. Not a chance. Yeah. I think that this is what she said essentially killed it because that's been done before yeah. and I cannot <laughs> think of a time when it went well. well. Yeah, when it's been done successfully. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a script that you're comfortable with shooting, you're, just you're shooting probably scenes. not going yeah. to just come up with it and kill it. Uh, maybe. I know there are a lot of improvisational movies that are a lot of fun. Uh, I'd say the cast of this are not my favorite improvisers. They're yeah. great actors. Well, it sounds like they're. It sounds like we have this scene. We have this setting tonight that we're shooting on. Yeah. What scene do we have? What can we come up with to utilize the setting? We're in a subway, which may be why we've heard reports of how they were like the extras were in the subway for like three hours plus. Maybe because they were trying to come up with a scene set in the subway and writing it on the fly, and then trying to get everybody to memorize the script pieces. I, yeah. I, I don't know. That sounds bad. Yeah. That's dangerous. It kind of does. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be, like, beating, you know, down. Beat it down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To their, you know, I want to see this movie. Uh, but I'll sit in my chair at home and watch it. 
I'll wait for the early reviews yeah. before I like. We have get gone too from a place where you hear a movie's undergoing reshoots and you're like, oh, that's bad. We've kind of got to the point now where we're like, okay, well, now that's just part of the process. Yeah. But we're not yet to a point where we're like, okay, well, this film's shooting and they don't have a script yet. Because <laughs> yeah. that's pretty bad. That so makes you sh- wonder what they're shooting. Next is we're shooting yeah. without actors, and they're just like, mm, that person right there. Well, how do you, how do you, how do you green light a this. movie without a script? I mean, how do you get to that point in the production? That's how Vivian Lee got the part of Scarlet on Gone with the Wind. Really? She was just on set when they started the shooting or the Burning of Atlanta shoot, and they didn't have Scarlet cast yet. Uh, you, you're I, a star. I, okay. <laughs> now, I can see not cast yet. Uh-huh. I cannot see. We don't have this script written yet. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a totally different thing altogether. Because th- this is this is we've got a we've got a cast. We have an idea. It's Joker, and these are the shots that we're lining up. These are the sets we're shooting on. This is the shooting schedule. It's go make it work, guys. Come up with something. I don't think it's a good thing. And she did say she was like, "Oh, the script was so good that we, we rewrote it on it. the spot." <laughs> yeah. Like it got greenlit. Like you know, I think the script is pretty good. We're gonna go ahead and make this movie, uh, and then to just decide every Me. day, I mean, daily, deciding here is what we're gonna do today. Yeah, I mean, I'm pumped to see Joaquin Phoenix take on the Joker, but now it seems like he's gonna get a bad movie to do his Joker with. So maybe. Maybe it'll be the best thing ever. If this movie's tolerable, does the editor get an Academy Award nomination yes. next year? He's he's doing the Lord's work if he's able to turn that. If he can into, edit those pieces together into something coherent. It's like their the lips don't match up with what they're saying because he had to like change the dialogue as well. Yeah, well, yeah, that's another story. Like, just flap your mouth open and close, and we'll come up with something we'll, later. We'll, we'll put dialogue in later. We'll have you come back in a couple weeks or <laughs> yeah. to record dialogue. It's like an animated movie. We can it's fix dubbed, this. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Dragon Ball. Aren't they making a lot of money? Let's let's do that. Let's take the Dragon Ball approach to live action. You know, the technology's almost to the place where they could just record the lines later and then do the, you know... Yeah. Just stand face the, the camera digital, and emote with your yeah, eyes. The <laughs> digital version <laughs> of the lips moving, which would not look as bad as, like, you know, the old Conan where he had the lips cut out of the pictures. <laughs> it would not quite be that Those bad. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking funny. of Zazzy Beats, <laughs> uh, Deadpool 2, which she co-starred in, that's the movie that keeps on giving for Fox. The film just opened in China this last weekend almost a year after it opened in the States. And it earned twenty one and point four, almost twenty one and a half million dollars. So, you know, they milked it here and then we got the once upon a Deadpool got a limited release and now it's opening up overseas apparently for the first time. So yeah, why not? What a story. Yeah. Keep Get on that making money. that money. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, the Hollywood reporter says that Legendary, the production company, they've already hired a writer Oren Uziel, who wrote 22 Jump Street, The Cloverfield Paradox, and others, to script Detective Pikachu 2, even though the first film doesn't open for another three and a half months. Man. Big plans for that. They, they have decided, apparently, they're going to go forward with that. I, th- I, is He didn't write the first one, did he? The first Detective, Detective Pikachu? Pikachu? No, no. no, no. And he wrote uh, 22 Jump Street and The Cloverfield Paradox. Again, not originals, sequels. Yeah. Um, not the strongest sequ- entries in their respective franchises. 22 Jump Street is pretty good, but, but it wasn't 21 It was Jump definitely Street. not 21 <laughs> yeah. Jump Street. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox is garbage. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I I figured, of course, you're going to make another one because this one's just going to make right. money. There's, it's, R- it's like Reynolds a foregone bring, conclusion. Yeah, bring it could be in. bad. It'll make money. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like they either... I wonder if they couldn't get the original screenwriter for Detective Pikachu back for a second one or they weren't satisfied with the actual story so they got somebody else. And that's a curiosity. I'd like to find that out. Yes. Could have been tied up with something else. Yeah. Yeah. He could that's have what I moved hope. on to another shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So apparently the Ryan Reynolds money train, everybody's hitching their wagon to Ryan Reynolds and hoping he just fills the coffers for them. Remember when he had like that two year period where he just made the worst movies and everyone like kind of wrote him off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Which is sad because I remember watching him on television back in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. And he 90s. Was, he, he, I mean, he was Loved okay, it. but he wasn't like a state. You, did, you didn't show, watch though. him and see, well, oh, that's a girl in the yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. I still yeah. watch that. But he's yeah. not one where you watching it was like, at the time, we're like, oh, that's the next oh, no Hollywood. Way. No way. Van Wilder was what told me, I was like, this guy's got something. Yeah. I Always liked that movie. Yeah, it's I not saw a great ben Wilder. Movie. I'm like, oh my god, the pizza guy. That's so yeah, weird. That's kind of yeah. 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 You kind of lumped him in as, yeah. hey, he's that guy. But hey, he's turned that into a nice career. Disney Pixar's marketing team has revealed that Bo Peep will be back in Toy Story Four. Yes. She was last seen in Toy Story Two. She was always Woody's kind of side yeah. squeeze. I mean, he was always into Andy, but. Mm-hmm. As far as, <laughs> as far as as far as toys go, he Bo Peep was. What happened? Yeah. Was she asking too much money to come back for the next film? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> there's she, a story uh, there. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a guarantee. She was. It was mentioned story. in Toy Story three that she was lost. Yeah, sometime between those two movies. Well, she's back in the fourth installment. I really hope that, like, when she's back, she's like has seen some shit. You know, <laughs> kind of like, oh, it's, let me tell you what it's like out there. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully uh, it's a yeah a good take. Yeah. Hopefully there's a reason for bringing her back besides just hey we forgot that character. The synopsis for the new Toy Story. I remember when the, when the third one came out. I was like oh no they're gonna ruin Toy Story and then it was phenomenal and now it's uh, like they're making a fourth one. I, I cannot help but just assume it's gonna be good. I'm yeah. just kind of losing my mind a little bit. You Excited? Know? Yeah. It's gonna be a yes. lot of fun. Yeah, because I, I didn't see three until I was watching Netflix. I was sick one day and I was watching it and. Um, and then it just laid they there. Cleared your cried. sinuses out yeah. because you bawled all the time. Yeah. yeah, I was like, <laughs> like ugly cry. I remember there was a there was this wonderful video of someone like recut Toy Story three so that it ends at that moment like, where they're getting the yeah when they're the like slowly moving and everyone's holding hands and they showed it to their like mom and sister <laughs> and the mom and sister they recorded it so it's like the mom and sister are sitting on the couch and then they're like they're slowly like moving towards that and then, then it just goes end. to black and then the credits come up oh and Randy Newman that's awesome and it was just like the, the daughters crying the mom's like why would they do this oh, oh, that's my awesome gosh. God, that's so terrible. that's so mean so awesome at the same Some time. Of my kid would do. Yeah, he's just a jerk. I mean, in a, in a funny way, but still, mostly. Uh, Saban Films, which I guess they have a film division. I think Saban. I think of like you know, like the cheesy at you know at the end of '90s cartoons, like Power Rangers and stuff. But uh, apparently, they have a film division, and they have signed on. They are going to step in and produce Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes. The film is a direct sequel and a reboot to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I did not pull a quote from Kevin Smith because we don't have that kind of time mm-hmm. to read through a Kevin Smith <laughs> quote on this show. But I did pull a quote from Jason Mewes, who is the Jay to the Jay and Silent Bob. And he said, 
quote, I'm tired of doing Shakespeare all the time, so it'll be nice to get back to playing Jay again. It may be 25 years since I played the idiot man-child from Jersey, but this time it's going to be the best because I've really go- grown into the role of idiot man-child in my old age. End of <laughs> quote. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Nice. I was, that was what I was most excited about in, in this whole episode. Yeah. To talk about today. Getting to see some Jay and Silent Bob yeah. reboot. It'll be something, hopefully. <laughs> It'll be better than the last what, the yoga hoser three to four films. Hey, yeah. Yoga hosers was pretty funny. I, th- uh, I preferred Tusk of those, like, one. Did, wasn't even that was not, uh, between like Jaws. Well, yeah, that has a, he could never, no, he'll, for he'll, some yeah. reason, couldn't get the funding. I don't know why. Yoga hoser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after after what was it cop out which was you know oh. not his but he it directed. was like his first movie that he made that he didn't write yeah between cop out and then we went to red state which is not as bad as people I like remember red state. yeah yeah and then yeah tusk and yoga hosers maybe this is the ship being righted hopefully yeah i think I he's so. done his little experiment with horror and he just doesn't have the touch for it it's there are moments in both of those like tusk and uh yoga hosers that are like entertaining and fun but i just he seems like he's so wanting to get back to being funny with those movies he can't build any tension yeah so yeah Maybe that's what he wanted to do with them, but it just ends up like kind of a bit of a tonal mess. Yeah, they were just fun films for him to make. Yeah, I mean he says it all the time. Yeah. He didn't care if no one came and saw it. He just wanted to make something fun. That got to have his work with had his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the only problem is people invest money in those things. Yeah. So that's where you can't burn. That's what we call a vanity project. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of his films end up being kind of cult classics down the road. So I think anybody that makes it just they're like, here, here's the money. We're going to write it off anyways. That makes so, me curious. Like, and I mean, like a couple of his films, they basically just pulled the money out of their petty cash and said, here, go make it. Yeah, his down. films don't require hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, or tens of to, millions of dollars. They have to have write-offs for that money, so they just give him that money and have him do whatever because they know people are going to go see it. There's a decent enough crowd to go see it, and then they'll buy the DVDs. They'll watch it on whatever, so... It'll I mean, probably at least eventually break even. That makes me curious about, like, there are some directors who make interesting films or unique movies that don't make money, and I'm curious, like, the thought process behind how they get to continue, and I mean that as, like, a fan. Like, Drew Goddard with mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods and then Bad Times at the El Royale, I'm sure he'll get another picture deal because oh, yeah. he's made a couple of wonderful movies that will be cult classics. Right. Uh, Kevin Woods, you could argue, already kind of is. But it makes me curious, how many chances does a director get making no money if the movie's good? (laughs) You get... Is it Luke Besson that uh, did Valerian? Yeah. He made movies for everybody else, studio films or whatever, and he put that money into an account and when it came time where he had enough money to pay for Valerian, he paid for it. There was no studio financing involved in that. So does he make another movie? Well, sure, because anytime somebody gives him money, he executes their vision. <laughs> but whenever it's time to do his own thing, he uses his own money. That's so, intelligent. Yeah. And a lot of those are just, they make them with the idea that we're not going to make a lot of money off this. Yeah. We know that, but... We have to keep putting stuff out there. We have to keep letting people know that we're a company that puts movies out. Like and we're we're willing to hit other audiences, just even understanding that they're smaller audiences. Uh, yeah, but like with Kevin Smith, I 
he's hardly ever made the money back. Right. Like on several Which occasions. may be why Saban Films <laughs> is yeah. producing this film and not... I'm still very a, excited. Not an indie or a smaller label of, you know, one of these other bigger yeah. houses. Well, they're just hoping they'll get another Clerks that, you oh, yeah. know, they're, yeah, didn't it's cost a that much, which yeah. none of his movies yeah. really cost that much. Yeah, right. And, but they're making it back years later you know, by selling the rights to show it Alamo or ball, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Or like the Netflix or yeah. right. Hulu or exactly. whatever is going to get it. So they know they're going to get it in the long term. Which, so. which is interesting to me that this is going, in theory, as of right now, that's being planned to be shown in theaters. Yeah, it does it's seem like something that, that you could really... Should, this could have been a, yeah. The initial fl- offering could be on like a Netflix, Netflix or something or, like that. But I'm or even like stars or something. But you know? they know yeah. if you're bringing Jay and Silent Bob back, they know it's making money because, like, when they go out and do like the Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, yeah, sells out every time. Yeah, long yeah. way before, and definitely has an audience. It yeah. has a huge audience, and they'll they know if it was just a Kevin Smith movie about whatever, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. But they know Jay and Silent Bob puts butts in seats, and they haven't touched the property in a while as well. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's been so that's dozen nostalgia years, for people that are like, hey, it's 25 years, that's old enough for you to have kids. Your kids are old enough to be like, oh, you got to see Jane Silent Bob, you're going to love this stuff. I so totally they're going to take their kids to it. So, And I say kids, meaning, you know, late teens and yeah. 20s and stuff like that. So, yep. Zack Snyder has announced that his next film will be a sequel to the remake uh, twenty of 2004's Dawn of the Dead. He is making Army of the Dead, and it is it will be financed and released directly on Netflix. Snyder, of course, stepped away from Justice League in 2017 to deal with family issues. Um, maybe that's the best place for him to get back into the yeah. game, is I, by reboot, or well, sequelizing a remake... Because his Dawn of the Dead in 2004 is probably his best film, arguably. I would like. I, I would argue it. that it is because it's, if you, it's, if you, definitely an argument. It's not the best of the dead films. It's not the best film, period. But of his films, if you put that on the wall with the rest of his films, I would say it's probably his best work as a director. Yeah. What about the Owl movie? Which one? The Guardians, Guardians of, of whatever. <laughs> yeah. Again, if you yeah. stuck them on the wall, I would pick the first. I would pick the Dawn of the Dead remake. I'd pick Watchmen, but I totally get yeah. the argument against. for Dawn of the Dead, yeah. and I get the argument against. It just clicked for me. Yeah. So it's, I, it's like a fan favorite for me. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I did not like his superhero movies. No. Aside from Watchmen. Uh, I did not like his superhero movies, but... I still like him as a stylistic director. Yeah. I do like sometimes to go to see a movie that is uh, style over substance. Yeah, and, and his films have a distinct yes. style to them. Whether and it's yeah, Dawn of the, his Dawn of the Dead is wonderful, very visceral. Uh, just the, from the intro, uh, it's it's loud. It's 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 brutal, mm-hmm. and and so you even got a biting sense of humor. So biting, get it? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. He, He's had a rough go recently, so I'm I'm glad he's back in the Getting saddle. Back in. So, speaking of horror, we talked about this as a hey, what if? But now we know that Blumhouse is partnering with Universal to produce The Invisible Man. Universal has scrapped their dark universe after a series of false starts and box office disappointments. Uh, Lee Wanell, who directed last year's Upgrade, 
has been tapped to direct the standalone Invisible Man, not setting up a universe, just trying to make a good movie with the universal properties at Blumhouse. Don't know if the Invisible Man's where I would start. I don't know if that's the most captivating creature they have, but at the same time, everything else has been hit repeatedly so much that you kind of have to... You have to rest them, I assume, for a while. I'm hoping. Do you remember the Kevin Bacon oh, one? Oh, Hollow Man. Yeah. I was Hollow literally Man. just yeah. thinking that. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. And you know, the multiple you... direct-to-video sequels of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. But, you know, I, I watched that again like a year or so ago. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. I want to see how it holds up. And I still enjoy yeah, the right? movie. So, I mean, if they – I'm not saying do it just like that. But right. if they can get that feel and run with it, it may, it may not – like. Break records or anything. Right. Well, it, put, it would probably for the those <laughs> you know the Frankenstein and all that that they. Oh yeah, to do, but yeah. If they were to start their dark universe, yeah, it would probably be the best one of those. Because that that kind of I mean you're starting out with somebody that's human right. as opposed to one of the creatures, so maybe that's not a bad place to start. Like okay, maybe if my situation landed like however he becomes invisible in there. In whatever this version, it. right? It's like, wow, that could happen to me. And what would I do if I was invisible? And it, it could get that thought process going, so maybe make people want to go see it. I remember Hollow Man. I loved that oh, movie. Yeah. Just the <laughs> idea that turning invisible and that, that how it changes drive you a little yeah. insane. Yeah, uh, and the moral conundrums that he encounters. He's like, a skeevy character. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and that's how they could do it. You know, having start out being a good guy in this movie, and then the, have those the war things, yeah. and then you could start your maybe try to do something like Jekyll and Hyde again, but do it right or do whatever and do it. Offshoot Jekyll and Hyde from a Invisible Man. If you, depending on how you connect. That's those. exciting. You know, I like that. And then, like yeah, the yeah. That. but make a good movie first yeah. <laughs> and then, well, yeah. see, then start your universe. Yeah, I only want to yeah. see it if it's good. Yeah. You know, Blumhouse hasn't had any real stinkers. Yeah. So that's the good news is that they're going to, if they are involved in the production, it feels like, that they will make sure that this is something watchable and, and cost a little bit of money to make and will make its money back. Got a good director for it, too. Absolutely. Like, Lee Winnell's been very successful with those, like, micro-budget horror movies. Did anybody see Upgrade yet? I'm curious to how... No, uh, because my husband watched it without me, like, oh. big jerk, <laughs> and then he was like, oh, it sucked, I don't want to watch it again. Oh. And I was like, you suck. It's and then, fun. And then we got a big... It looks like... No, one of, it, it looks like... If, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> it looks like if you could... In, if you enjoyed my guess without having seen it, but my impression going into it would be if you enjoyed Venom, you would probably enjoy Upgrade oh. because it feels so very... So Dave's not going to watch it, but I'll well, watch it. Well, no, I'm just saying... Well, I, I, I think that... Upgrade. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying... I'm not saying yeah, if you okay, like... Sorry. Yeah, I'm not saying you can only like Upgrade if you liked Venom. They're yeah, not, there's but no I, direct syllogism here. But it feels like if you enjoyed the type of body horror and humor in Venom that you would probably enjoy something in like Upgrade. Like the passenger element of yeah. it where uh, they're, they're, they're different but I totally see right. where you're coming from. Uh, and It feels like they both played in the same genre this year. Yeah, like the idea of the person that you're along for the ride with is also along for the ride with another entity. Right. So with uh, man, upgrade is it's a it's it looks fun. like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks didn't love the end. Right. But it's the movie around it. I thought was pretty entertaining and just the 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 man who who who's in the film. He was also in the first. I think Prometheus. He was in. I don't know what his name though. Uh, but uh, 
his he's very expressive and right. it's fun which is see. what you need in something like that yeah. somebody that looks like they're not really he's in control he's freaked yeah. out about what's going on <laughs> right. around him he gets more comfortable as it goes along but it's it's a cool i think they're planning a sequel already so that's yeah. great. I don't know. I, I never. I didn't get to see it yet, but I know when like the red band trailer dropped, half my <laughs> Facebook tagged me in, in it, the red band trailer. Like, oh, you're gonna love this movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, probably so. Oh, and he takes the guy's arm and shot. <laughs> the guy's got a shotgun on his arm. He uses the guy's arm to blow his head. Out. That's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. And finally, Steven Soderbergh. Yes. Steven Soderbergh, we're having fun with him. He said while he was out at Sundance that Bill and Ted Face the Music may be released Christmas time 2019. Oh, Merry uh, Christmas! Soderbergh is producing Bill and Ted 3, which That's is not awful. something you expected to hear yeah. <laughs> to be said. But hey. Yeah, this, this information made me very happy. Yeah, me yeah. too. It's yeah. he, he seems like the type of director who... Uh, and I know he's not directing this, but he seems like the type of guy who vision. wants to make the movies that he would want to see. Yeah. And this yeah. one seems the most like something that he would want to see that's kind of like a guilty pleasure. Right. Like I, I can imagine him just really loving Bill and Ted yeah. and knowing yeah. that he can get a budget for it. Yep. But uh, yeah, thank you very much, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, Wild Stallions rule. <laughs> Wild Stallions. <laughs> Did you see Unsane? Did anyone in here see Unsane? I don't Was it any good? Yeah. Was it? I like it's ugly yeah. because he filmed it with an iPhone and not even right. like, the most current one. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come so on. Could you not spring for an iPhone X? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he's right. got the money to upgrade his phone. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, I remember like whenever we were showing it, I didn't see it initially, but I would like look down from upstairs in the booth and see little clips of it and just be like, this looks d- horrible. And then I right. saw like the last shot of the movie and I was like, this looks like campy and crappy. And then I watched the full movie and I was like, it's very entertaining. It's got Jay Farrow from what? SNL. Oh, yeah. And he's very okay, good. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, Steve Serber just makes good movies. He's kind of to the point now where he's just like, I just don't care. I'm just yeah. going to have fun. I'm oh, going to make what I want to make. And, yeah. yeah. Six it's million dollar budget. Yeah. Yeah, make it. But Keanu Reeves, if that's the case, he will have John Wick 3. He'll have Toy Story 4 and Bill and Ted 3 all releasing in the year. He could be the the Iron Man at the box office next year. Good for That him. would be amazing. I don't know. You got, uh, what's his face, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He well, like yeah, he's got four or five. He's Yeah, probably, and the big ones. But yeah. Keanu's going to have the screen time in all of them, so good That's for true. him. John Wick 3 is going to be so good. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait. A lot of people like look forward said, to John Wick. I was Wick 3. ready for John Wick three the minute John Wick two <laughs> started rolling. Like, give it to me. No. Yeah. Yep. New in theaters this week. Um, yeah, we've got Miss Bala with Gina Rodriguez. Shot caller. Anybody's excited <laughs> about that? Nope. Okay, we'll keep Carry moving on. then. Um, there's a. We're also showing. What is it? The they shall not grow old. They yeah. shall not grow old. The yeah the. Peter Jackson. I really want yeah. to see that. Yeah, finally, like expanded to some, yeah, like some theaters. And this is one, as far as if you could call it a documentary, uh, right. that I would say, if you get the chance to come to the theaters and you're not really interested in any of just the movies that we have currently, or you've seen them all, this one is going to be a real experience. Yeah, and I think so. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone that I know that's seen it is surprised it's not had more award yeah. buzz, which is kind of weird. But again, we talked about 
there are other films too, yeah. documentaries in particular that I don't know. Oscars are weird. Yeah, they want that skateboard documentary. <laughs> oh, that's <so> cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're trying to diversify, trying to reach out to a younger crowd. Well, talking about stuff that's going on at the box office, maybe there's not a whole lot of new stuff, but there are a ton of special programming things going on in the month of February. We'll hit the next week in particular, but then we'll kind of give an overview of what's going on afterwards. This looks like a lot of fun this month. Yeah, it's it's David's month. In fact, I'll let David talk about it. He had all the hands in it. Well, first up, starting Friday, February 1st, because let's start with the beginning. Starting on the 1st, but running through the 7th. So every day, there's at least one opportunity. And on Sunday, the 3rd, there's a couple opportunities to catch the Princess Bride movie party here at the Alamo Draft House. What sort of what shenanigans do you have on tap for the Princess Bride movie party? Oh, well, we are very excited about this as part of our Encore series. We have Who's a we, of, exactly? Oh, Everybody, as a whole. <laughs> yeah, and all our Princess Bride fans. This yeah, because is... a lot of these are sold out already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Many the first other. couple, no tickets, and then they're kind of sparse throughout. If yeah. you're going a little later in the week, you're going to have opportunities. But uh, we have some cool, like like cutlasses, Almo branded cutlasses uh, that everyone's going to get to wave around in the air during the movie and sword fight along with your friends. That you it's come a different with. sword than last year. Yeah. And this one. Ooh, so if you're collecting yeah. the set. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get out of here. It's For real, I've learned a lot about swords in the last few weeks. <laughs> More than you expected to ever. There's a lot of different ones. Yes, there is. Oh, you'll you'll get to see Jennifer host in a wonderful atmosphere where we're going to have some contests mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Contests forever, and people here love our contests. They don't. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth, getting people to come up front. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you something they, free. They like the idea of a like, contest. Yay! They like to see other people yeah. participating yeah. in the contest. They don't yeah. want to do it themselves. Yeah. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. and it's, these You're going to put poison in one of the glasses and they have mm-hmm. to see who gets yeah, to drink from it's it? it's real poison. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> not poison. We're just going to put laxatives. Instead. Oh, well, that's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah just <laughs> to be safe. That's much better. But still have pretty high stakes. Uh, <laughs> but that's going to be a lot of fun. And then on Saturday, February 2nd, I love this, but I'm a little saddened that you didn't just block one theater for the day and just run it on a continuous loop. (laughs) That would have been even better. But Saturday on Groundhog Day, you can come see Groundhog Day at 720. Do it. I'm excited. Come check it out. I'm excited to see who hosts it, first of all. Is it me or David? I believe it's going to be Jennifer. Okay, it's me. All right. So... (laughs) I'll just uh, try to rehearse one tiny speech and give it over and, and over, over yeah. and over again. And over. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Then have David walk in, Jen, and then just yeah. punch him. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was that yesterday. <laughs> it's me, <laughs> Ned <laughs> Ryerson. <laughs> Needle nose, Ned, Ned the head. Because yeah. <laughs> you've already got it really re- <laughs> re- yeah. memorized. Uh, on Sunday, February the 3rd at 3 p.m., Casablanca, my yeah. favorite film ever. Really? Yeah. It is, really. That's awesome. Hey. It is. That's Odin just watched that for the first time this week in his film club, and he talked about it for Non-stop. an hour, how much he loved that movie. That's I was awesome. like, I did not know you've never seen that, because we tried to let him, since he's little, always have right, watch watched yeah. something that, you know, and that, I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad that we never <laughs> had you watch that. That's one that my wife could never figure out why I liked it so much, and then we turned the captions on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that is a lot more Yeah, that's a lot more entertaining. I'm like, yeah, you have to keep up. You can't sit back and yeah. passively watch that movie. You have to be engaged. 
they could probably cut out the whole middle chunk. But otherwise, it's rather <laughs> cut out Paris. But otherwise, it's good. Uh, and then on Sunday at six forty p.m., Sex in the City. Yeah, screening. I've never seen it. Or the show. So, but I gather it's about some women and they get into Apparently, some, uh, there's hijinks. Apparently there are shenanigans and hijinks yeah. involved. It's zany. And sometimes, David, nothing? Oh, I've are seen, you the, I haven't seen the, I've, uh, haven't seen the, uh, one the, of them is the first one of the uh, movies and I haven't watched the series. I watched the second movie, uh, at gunpoint. I say going in cold. <laughs> that was that experience. Uh, what's funny is <laughs> I remember hearing that everyone hated the movie, and I watched Sex in the City too, and I was like, "That's fine. That's, that's all right." <laughs> I, was, I was entertained. Seems like yeah. uh, everyone's getting into hijinks. It takes <laughs> place. Uh, I think it was in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun enough, and everyone crapped all over it. <laughs> so I was like, "I guess I just don't know this world." Yeah. Uh, but I know that this film, Sex in the City, when it was originally released. Uh, it blew the doors off the box office. It made a whole heaping pile of money. Which is and why they made two, even though yeah, like, apparently the actresses hot, can't so. stand each other. And oh, yeah, the there's some, uh, some bad blood between, yeah. was it Sarah Jessica Parker and that lady from the... Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. What was that movie where she's... Mannequin. Mannequin. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that we're all thinking mannequin. mannequin. That's great. Uh, it's but good yeah. to know that money heals all of uh, Yeah, well, heal long enough for them to get through the shoot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you're not interested in watching the Super Bowl, that's uh, all of us. I feel like. Well, I mean, I'll, I'm going to grit my teeth and watch it. But it's sports. It's, I watch it every year. Yeah, I love it. Can't help it. I'll watch it. <laughs> Day after the Super Bowl, Monday. If you want to come see another good movie, Almost Famous at mm-hmm. 6:40. Oh God, that's such a good movie. It Cameron is a great Crow movie. killing it. That's a wonderful <laughs> yeah. film. Yeah, it is. You cannot watch that movie enough times. It is so good. Yeah, and a great performance from Philip Seymour Hoffman, as mm-hmm. always. A lot of good performances in that Start movie. End the month with him. Yep. Might be Billy Crudup's best performance as well. Yeah, yeah, he was really, really good in that. Unless you like him giant and blue, well, and naked. <laughs> well, that's another story. <laughs> that's a different film you get to pay for. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday night, Predator, the original, not the various remakes, reboots, sequels, what have you, but the and original, the original. Te- can, do have you guys gotten like? Have you got somebody specifically <clears throat> to mop the testosterone off the floor after the film? Because there's yeah. a lot of body so We're gonna have a lot of Collins that day. I bet there's a lot of testosterone in that film. Mark. A lot of manliness on screen. Mm-hmm. That's the next greasy, <laughs> sweaty, <laughs> one-liners. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of fun. That is the next week, but the rest of the month it doesn't stop at just with the first week. Can't stop, won't stop. Blazing Saddles forty <laughs> fifth anniversary movie party coming yes. up. Yeah, aren't enough guns. If you've in the not world. seen Blazing Saddles at the mm-hmm. Alamo Draft House yet, I don't know what you've been waiting yeah. for. <laughs> we showed a bunch. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Anything new? Are there new weapons? Are there new guns too? I know there's a lot of new swords. No, nope. The guns stay classic. Uh, You're gonna have plenty of rounds. New, though. The drop menu is new. That we did not have that uh, for our previous showing. So we have a shitload of dimes drink, which I believe has gin, and that's pretty much all I know. How's the, this? Is like J E N. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, just like my name. <laughs> and. And then other things, David. I'm just waiting for you to jump in. Oh, this is your mind. Uh, you're going to get your whoopee cushions for the most famous the farting scene, scene in the history yeah. of movies. Uh, we, we're going to have a blast. It is a set. blast. It is the best movie party to sit through, I think, yeah. because like it, 
the guns just go off the whole time, and then you got the whoopee cushions. <laughs> but it's not annoying, right? Because yeah, everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Having, having a good time. A good time. Yeah. It's a nice vibe yeah. about it. It's a you movie can, party. Yeah, feel so, free to it, quote it along. Truly feels asterisks. Like a party. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's a treat mm-hmm. every time we do this. Yeah. We fill up. People love this movie. It's. Between that and Young Frankenstein, it's hard to argue which one's the better of the, no. of the Mel Brooks films. But it sounds like someone has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I would have said before last year, Young Frankenstein all the way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through the, all these blazing saddles, I'm like, ah, you flip flop. It's getting closer and closer. Okay, very yeah. nice. Once the Princess Bride ends, you're doing that for a full week. The mm-hmm. next week, we have a week's worth of Moulin Rouge. Yes. Movie parties. We have a great host for that. Uh, Sarah, she did them last year, and she knows how to bring the party, which is great because I haven't seen the movie. And really? So, you seen Rouge? No, wow. Saw it for the first time uh, last year. Really? Yeah. Uh, that was all right. I'm surprised. <laughs> I did not get it. <laughs> it, uh, a, that is not, not the only... Person. That's not the only... What what is it? What does he call that? The Red Curtain. Uh, yeah, the Red Curtain trilogy. Is it a, okay? Yeah, uh, that's not the only one this month. We'll talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal party comes out later this month. The on a cereal Saturday. at these parties is everything you would dream of if you were going to have like a just a cereal party. You know, <laughs> like I want this cereal and this cereal. So we shop, <laughs> so it's like planning your slumber party when you like, were like 10 yeah, years old. Exactly. And but make sure you, you guys know get this. What's happening with the world of cereal? They have honey bun cereal now. So good. They have Pop-Tart cereal. They just Pop-Tart get Pop-Tart. Cereal. Tart. They've got yeah. like cinnamon toast churros now. Is that uh, yeah, we have that one. Yeah, we have that, that one. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Any of the even... weird cereals that you've been like hesitant you don't to want try. To buy a box. Yeah. Uh, here's your opportunity to not have to like buy a full box. Except Sour Patch Kids. I was going to get no. those. I wondered. <laughs> they, I've, yeah, I heard that I, it I heard bad things. Yeah. So I just, I avoided that one. Uh, maybe I heard it makes your milk taste sour. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what everybody wants is sour yeah, milk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the brunch movie screening this month is The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Very oh, nice. Classic. Have not Oprah. seen that in a day or two. You get a brunch, and you get a brunch. <laughs> Everybody gets brunch. Oprah said that. That's why I said that. Okay, uh, also this month, the Roman holiday. Yeah, my mom's uh, very pumped. I was going to say, it's yeah. been a minute since yeah. that's been on the screen. She's but. coming here to see it, and she's dragging my sister, who has not responded to any of the group texts where my mom's like, Shannon and I are coming. <laughs> and I'm like, Shannon, are you here? Are you safe? Should we send the police for well check? March safe answering? during the great snowstorm of 2019. <laughs> yeah. All inch and a half. Uh, on Valentine's Day, the Valentine's Day feast and showing of Titanic. Yes. Are there tickets available still? There are. Uh, this is What great is involved because, in the feast? Oh, my gosh. Oysters and caviar. I don't know. It's it's What they based it on was um, food that was actually Shown served. During, yeah. yeah. Uh, for the Titanic. So you can voyage. eat along so as they it do. It is a fancy, fancy meal. Um. I can't even think of what all the little things are. I, I oh. keep thinking of the oysters because that's the first course. And then, oh, yeah, consomme and matignon, which I don't really know. I'm what excited that is. to figure out what those <laughs> poached salmon moose. I'm excited to hear those words pronounced. On English, uh, cucumber, and then lamb rack meant potatoes, lionese, and asparagus. And then vanilla and chocolate eclairs, which our eclairs are fire. Deliciosa. They are on point. They are so, so good. 
So yeah, it it's. I mean, it is a fancy, fancy feast. Yeah, like and you can get some booze to go along with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would forget, need, you would need that, that in order to get through the time. Yeah, five <laughs> five uh, courses, five drink pairings in the movie. It's a long movie, so you're going to need all that. It is a long movie. Yeah. I really like Titanic. Like You I did know, or did not? I'm sorry. It, oh, I do. Okay. Like, uh, it's, it's one of those movies that over time I feel like people start to poo-poo it. Uh, its initial release, it was, it was phenomenal. gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Titanic almost. Yeah. Oh, James King of the Cameron world. has this ability the just King to of the world. get people to go to see movies. Oh, he gets, yeah, he gets Future them to show Man? up. Have uh, you seen the show Future Man? No. They really Screw shit on Titanic. James Cameron. <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah, it is hilarious. It, yeah, it's definitely Streaming on watching. Hulu. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're not, if you just don't feel like doing just the big it. Titanic uh, big deal on Valentine's Day, you can come and check out Romeo plus Juliet. And people want to. John Leguizamo and Jamie Kennedy. (laughs) Yes, they were the stars of the film. (laughs) Clearly, that's they were on the marquee. They were the ones on the poster. We're going to end up at a second show for that. And Claire Danes. People People around here are a lot more zazz for Romeo and Juliet than I ever was. (laughs) I mean, I went and saw it at the theater. Yeah. Yeah. they are and it was pretty cool, but it. I mean, I, to be nowadays and people still be as zazzed about it, I was yeah. like, okay. Bad yeah. Vermin. Yep, the second of the Red Curtain trilogy. What was the third? I That's, always forget I the just third. just thinking now we're going to have I always the forget third. the third. It's, it's like fairly a, recent. Not recent, recent, but. It's not Greatest Showman, is it? They have a Red Curtain. Is it Greatest Showman? It might have been Greatest oh. Showman. I Are don't remember. Yeah, of course good, I am. I did, that doesn't sound right, but that might be right. It doesn't feel right, though. We'll find out. He's looking oh. it up. Also, this month, the Video Vortex screening is Blood Tracks. Yeah, it is. Does anybody have any thoughts on Blood Tracks? Because I have no idea what Blood Tracks is. Video Vortex is just so awesome. Because I'm usually yeah. up a little bit. I I can like, oh, I, yeah, I know, I've heard of that. Or yeah, not I this didn't, one. I didn't rent that. Or I hadn't heard of this one. Or the the next month uh, is called Video Nasty Blasty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very I'm very excited about that enough that I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I have to go and see it. It's always fun to like, at least for me to go with a like me and a few of my friends right. will like rent a really crappy movie. Yep. Used to go to Family Video and pick up like the movie with the worst cover art, and we'd watch that. Oh, yeah. Typically yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Those ones really it, crappiness kind of serves yeah. its purpose. But uh, it's fun to come out to the theater and see these horrible movies, how they were never intended, on the big screen. Yep. With your friends, get some drinks, and have a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. For five bucks. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't rent it for five bucks. No. <laughs> yeah, you'll be You laughing. can't rent it yeah, anymore, rent period. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't yeah, do that anymore. Yeah. It's like that how did this get made type thing. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to see what... Someone put effort into writing and blocking and <laughs> filming and lighting. editing. Yeah, they like, got the lighting. They well, rented a camera. They got mics. And, when I was younger and they used to play all those kind of movies late at night and stuff, yeah. I watched all of them. And being younger, I would notice that like some of the scenery was the same and some of the vehicles From another and movies things. And, stuff, and yeah. I was like, how many of these did they shoot in that day? <laughs> exactly. You know, like my thinking was like they were shooting two or three of these really crappy movies. <laughs> well, and that, could, and that could have been the case. Like, hey, we've got this set from these hours. 
Who else has got a movie shooting at whatever pictures? And hey, you guess where you get to shoot today? You got a two-hour block. Go. One take. <laughs> Red Curtain Trilogy. Romeo plus Juliet. Yes. Moulin Rouge. Yes. And Strictly Ballroom. Strictly, Strictly Ballroom. Strictly I love that ballroom. movie because I, I got so much traction out of that. I was like, well, that's Strictly Ballroom. Like Every time I ever wanted to like dismiss the conversation and then I would walk off. And then I know people, people be staring like, at you like, what, what the hell is your problem? Ever loving hell. <laughs> like, well, that's just <laughs> like, Strictly Ballroom. Absolutely. Yeah, Finishing out the month, uh, we've got Brokeback Mountain this month. Yeah. Another Office Space movie party. 51st yeah. Dates. Glory, which totally does not fit the romantic... But it does fit Black History Month. It yeah. is Black yeah. History. Mm-hmm. The Young Victoria for the afternoon tea. Mm-hmm. Better than the old one. Yuck. The old Victoria? Yes. <laughs> really, it's a drag to watch. The, <laughs> the Philip Seymour Hoffman tribute screening of Capote. <laughs> Go ahead. Capote. <laughs> Just see if anybody jumps in. No. Performance I'm, I'm very happy to see to. Capote. Like Capote? Uh, I'm very pumped that that's going to be on the big screen again. I have, I have a feeling you chose this one. Huh? I actually didn't. This really? Was, no, I was, was pleasantly surprised. And we jumped on it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. I figured get, this was an another David request. We get an to do a bunch of different things during like each month. And sometimes like all of them are great. And we jump on them. And then sometimes some of them are awful. But we saw this one and we're like, yes, yes. Just what a talented man that sucks mm-hmm. like that yeah. was one of the most disappointing things of that year for me i was like oh no what a just every movie he just puts in the most twister was on the other day uh <laughs> in the back lot and when we're I was gonna doing have, trivia. we need to do a philip seymour hoffman every month because oh. we're bringing it we're doing twister next month synecdoche new york's I mean. the one that i want to see on the big screen the most which we'd probably mm-hmm. have to do like a film club mm-hmm. to get any chance right. of people turning out for it but like Charlie Kaufman writing and directing Philip Seymour Hoffman in this brilliant film. Oh, so the one he did Reese. Okay, not Reese. Like his, again. one of his last ones. Um, there's a couple of them. That Most jump Wanted out. Man was one. That of was them. one. Before uh, the Devil. Before was, the Devil Knows You're Dead. That was a good one. De- oh, uh, what was it? The The Savages. That's a good one. See, I Philip didn't C- oh, uh, We're off on another tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Wilson's War. That's the last one I'll say. Go see oh, Capote yeah, yeah. on the big screen. <laughs> and if you Capote. say Capote, they'll give you a, I don't know, slap on the back. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. And finally, Champagne Cinema, You've Got Mail. Which yeah. really just kind of has dated itself naturally, hasn't uh-huh. it? Yeah, I, I'm still excited. Like watching the little trailer the little blurb um our montage that we show every time i see it i'm like oh my god it's so good it really was <laughs> then you yeah. got carrier pigeon <laughs> yeah. just about at this point <laughs> plus tuesday night trivia in the back lot and don't be shy karaoke in the back lot on wednesday evenings make all kinds of reasons yeah. to come out to the alamo draft house any day of the week Get your tickets early, as we discuss all the time. These special screenings, a lot of times they sell out early. A lot of these that we just discussed already have. You can get your tickets in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. You can buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Or come get them in person. Just don't wait till the day of the screening because they may be sold out. You can find all of these events and more coming up. On Facebook, if you go to Facebook, just search for Alamo Springmo and go to the events page. Or if you're in the app or on drafthouse.com slash Springfield, there's even a few for March already on there. Yeah, so yeah. 
This week's listener comments. Hi, Tom and Lacey. We're mm-hmm. glad you're listening to the show. Yeah, you're basically on <laughs> the know, show. You we should know, come yeah. be on the show sometime. If we can make one person happy. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we know at least one couple <laughs> is listening to the show. They gave us some comments this week. We appreciate their comments every week. This week they said... We don't have to talk about what they said. I love said. the statement. <laughs> we, it's all, again, if you can make one person happy, they're, they're pandering to an audience of one as well. <laughs> Uh, the co- their quote uh, the comments we're hearing on glass is on our par with figuring out if we want to watch it in theaters or not we're looking forward to it but have since been questioning if it's big screen worthy we'll let David alleviate your concerns mm-hmm. we love Scott Pilgrim versus the world by the way Who they yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I really like David's take on Black Panther as well. Obviously, we're big fans of superhero movies, and it was a well-done film, but Oscar-worthy? Mm, not this one. Oh, and David, for you, they have said... Coo-coo-coo-choo. Again, pandering <laughs> to an audience of one. Yeah, awesome. This week, all I asked for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make one person happy. Next week, you're going to get yours. No. Uh, this week's pop quiz over on the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network asks... Monday was National Fun at Work Day. And when you work at the Alamo, every day is fun at work day. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, yeah uh, sure. Uh, this, so this week's pop quiz asks, what fictional workplace in entertainment and pop culture would you want to work at? And we've given our choices online. You can check those out when you go vote for the two of you. Go. If you could not work at the Alamo Draft House, what fictional... You know, I workplace. Work at Dunder Mifflin. I knew it. Who does it? it? Everybody right? wants to it's, work at Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. I don't. It's a paper factory. Exactly. Here's where I want to work. <laughs> so I decided that uh, all these workplaces, the whole the entertainment comes from the fact that they're terrible places to work. Exactly. And these people are just making the best of it. So I'm like, all right, I need to get in and effect change. So I decided. <laughs> Somebody put a lot of thought into that. <laughs> yeah. I like your thinking. Yeah. So I decided that I would like to infiltrate Bayside High as Mr. Belding and expel Zach Morris because he's a dick. And if Zach Morris was gone, everything else would run smoothly. Well, I mean, there really wouldn't be anybody <laughs> to incite violence and hijinks and insult people and like maybe do borderline illegal things and definitely harass people and make them cry. But I feel like it could be fun there. Zach Morris is a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all just in stunned silence. Like, okay. We'll I told you I thought about it a lot. <laughs> I really appreciate like, your thinking. He did how their so lives many bad things. Been have you Zach seen Morris? this the series Zach Morris is a jerk? No. On Netflix. Oh my god! Each episode is like three minutes, and it is hilarious. Please watch it, and you'll know. Exactly <laughs> okay. What I'm talking well, about. I was that. sucked right in. I went. I attended the college years. Saved by the Bell college years. That's how much I was. Wow. It was never because of Zach Morris. I'll tell you that much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Soapbox, step on down. Yep, Give I'm her a hand off of there. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, you I've been holding that in for 25 <laughs> years. That's a lot to have to carry around with you. <laughs> a lot of questions have been answered on this week's show. Um, you can vote for your favorite fictional wor- workplace in entertainment pop culture on Twitter at PGTC Podcast or at Facebook.com slash Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. We have pinned it to the top of the page on each of those so you cannot miss them. Go in and log your vote. If you choose other, which is always an option, be sure to leave your comments so we know what other workplace you would want to work at. Coming up in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network this weekend, we're back in the home studio for the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Be sure to look for that next Monday. We'll be doing our Monday morning report. We'll get you caught up with all the headlines, scores, and more from the weekend. 
That report, that show, is exclusive to patrons at patreon.com. So patreon.com slash podcast. Head over there, check out the tiers and the rewards, including the Monday morning reports. Find one that's right for you. We certainly appreciate your support. And then next Thursday, we'll be back here at the Alamo Draft House talking about this weekend's box office results. Is Miss Bala going to crack the top five? Oh, uh, man. I think so. I think it will get in the top five just number because one, the five is billion. so low. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised it makes like 18 million and takes the number one spot. Yeah, like, yeah. it could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we'll talk about whatever <laughs> else, cool. what other news is coming out. I'm sure there'll be a lot more news as Sundance gets, it's just getting started. And look what happened already. We're in 45 minutes Davidson. of yeah oh. content already. <laughs> uh, so be sure to come back here for next week's Backlot by Alma Draft House. Be sure to subscribe to the Pub Goes the Culture Podcast Network on your podcast player of choice. So you'll know when those new episodes are available. And like Tom and Lacey do, tell us your thoughts on anything we've talked about. What are you going to see this weekend? Tell us what you thought about whatever it is that you saw. If we use your suggestions or your comments, we will certainly give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. Again, tag or tweet at us on Twitter at PGTC Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email us at popgoestheemail at gmail.com or call and leave a recorded message with your comments on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We would love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Links to all that and much, much more at popgoestheculture.com. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online. You can do so on social media. It's really easy. You only have to remember one thing, and that is... Alamo Springmo. Alamo Springmo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Someday you'll be able to say it, but Tumblr. You got to earn it. E harmony. (laughs) (laughs) When she's sick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You can download the Alamo Draft House app on your mobile device. (laughs) Yeah, MySpace. AOL account. He's just going to pop in one of these days (laughs) and say, she's going to be like, wait. Cut. You can download yeah, the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your device's app store or visit Alamo Draft House on- online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. I'll get it out here. And that's it for this week's show. Anything else for the good of the group, for the good of the listeners, anything anybody has? No? Really, you should watch Zach Morris as a jerk. We'll watch Zach <laughs> Morris as a jerk, and we'll discuss that on next week's show. No. We'll do. <laughs> All right. Three well, minutes. in that case, yeah, you have something? Oh, the, Le- <laughs> the Lego Movie Two is very, very good. Oh. We're gonna get there. That's <laughs> next week's show. He's seen it. Shh, next week's show. <laughs> next week's okay. show. Next week's show. Jesus, you gotta next save week. it. A nice David's piece. David's come back save from it. the future That's to it. tell us. <laughs> Marty, <laughs> you gotta we see gotta the Lego Movie, Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up then for this week. I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Alamo Jim. David Mann with Alamo Spring Mo. Caleb. What are you doing? All right, <laughs> back it up, cut it, rewind it, strike that, reverse it. Come see a movie at the Draft House this week. We will catch you all later. See ya. See ya. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.